0: Je vous parle en direct de cette 17 e étape du Tour de France, le peloton enorme machine de muscles d'acier vient de
1: It is the 15th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. Thanks for listening. My name is Tim Hayes, and this week I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. Follow me on Twitter at the Super Rookie. Next to me, or really in the other room, is Spencer Howe, who can be followed at Spencer Howe. H-A-U-G-H. And joining us from sunny Minneapolis, Minnesota is Little Guy Matt Allen, the fine purveyor of our first sponsor, Hello. Hogan's Biscuits, that cat-made taste yep. you can trust. Matt can be ma- reached at little guy Matt on Twitter. Yep. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> I'm
2: doing all right. That's
1: good. Sleepy. Sleepy. Well, I'm loving Boston. The weather is really nice. I got to go on a ride with Spencer for the first time in about... A year uh, went. Spencer did win the town line sprint into, I believe it was Lexington on yes. me, So he does have that. But I did win the town line sprint that overlooked Walden Pond. And very so nice. I got very introspective when I won it. It was, you know, I dedicated it to nature. Um, on this uh, week's podcast, we will discuss the best and worst in cycling for the week of Monday, June 30th. Visit our website, theslowridepodcast.com, for all the links of what we discuss. You can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. And last week, guys, I don't know if you knew this, we had over 250 listens on the last episode.
2: How did you download it that many times?
1: I know. like (laughs) I was only 247 of them. Continue to tell your friends about the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, It's impressive that there's that many listens. Send us emails at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook. Speaking of which, a few weeks ago, we did get a note from Paul Buchanan. Love the podcast. Got to mix that shit louder, though. And then I was like, thanks, you know, working on it. And uh, he wanted to know, you guys, how do we keep up on pro road racing? What do we read? Vela News sucks, and that's not a lot to be garnered watching cycling fans. So what can I find... To to keep up on pro racing, what kind of tips do you guys have for Mister Paul Buchanan? Um,
2: y'all, you, know, you know, cycling news is always good for some some poorly written stories.
1: Cycling news, um, all right.
2: Cycling news. I feel like I like to start the cycling news for the for the base basic facts, yeah, and then go over to the inner ring.
1: I think inner ring is my favorite for those um, that haven't gone to some, inner ring for some analysis. <clears throat> inner ring yeah. is definitely the best. Uh, that's just I N R N G dot com. So inner ring without any vowels or a second N for inner. So I N R N G dot com, the inner ring. Also, with the Tour de France starting on Saturday, we have once again created a slow ride podcast fantasy super league at Velo Games. Go to VeloGames dot com. You can search for the slow ride podcast. We'll have the link on the website. The code is three zero one six two zero zero nine. Once again, we will have prizes for the top three, and the highest placed of the three of us gets to write paragraphs of shame for the other hosts. Once again, the Slow Ride Podcast Fantasy Super League at Velo Games three zero one six two zero zero nine. We look forward to the challenge. Let us know who you pick. And I, I got to warn you guys, I I had to pick a team really quick to reserve the league, oh. and so right now it's got Froom and then a bunch of scripts. Oh.
2: You know, I was going to say I I was going to say we should all agree to pick teams without Froome.
1: But okay. whatever. I kind of like You, you know, know, like it, you it's can more change of a challenge if
2: if we say like no Froome allowed. Cuz really like whoever gets froomed, I mean, we're all going to have to pick Froome cuz well, how we'll do you to... negate the points of Froome, right?
1: Well, just... yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a second, but let's um let's talk about the best of the week in cycling when we come back. <music> all right the best of the week in cycling spencer go
3: oh all right i'm in the spotlight um so last week uh my worst of the week uh was the tour de france and how it dominates everything and totally sucks and this week my best of the week is the tour de france and how awesome it is um you can't beat it I, I love to hate it uh, I want to think it's not as big of a deal as all the rest of the races and Peru bay is awesome and the Giro is awesome and everything is great and just as good as the Tour but really when it comes down to it the Tour is the Tour and it's always the biggest show in cycling um, you know like last year I wanted to be like nothing exciting is going to happen and then the first day, the Green Edge bus gets stuck under the arch. You know, like it's it's total chaos all the time, and it's it's must watch cycling. And there's no way around it. It is it is the best thing of the year in cycling.
2: Um, earlier earlier some point this week, I found this website, the Outer Line, and um, was looking around on that. Had a bunch of interviews about doping and, and things, but I had this really good piece written by this guy uh, John Haberman. So that is my best in cycling. And he's actually, he's written a few books about doping and culture. Um, He's like a German professor at the University of Austin or something. So John Haberman, my best of the week. Search that out or find one of his books. I've been meaning to read one of his books um, called The Mortal Engine for a long time. And so I found this article and it was kind of one of those, oh, I've been meaning to read that guy. read this great article on the Outer Line and
1: it's really good. What was the article
2: about? check it out. Uh, it's about doping, but it's about the way uh, doping in sport sort of uh, is is a preview of what will become acceptable in society at some point. So w- we all freak out about athletes, you know, using testosterone or something, and then now you have all these sort of testosterone therapies for people who are just aging, and and yeah. you have drug companies pushing that sort of thing. Whereas you know, twenty, thirty years ago, everyone was freaking out that you know you had baseball players using testosterone or something so just how these sort of athletes are kind of used as cultural guinea pigs to what becomes acceptable practice for uh, drug use and and you know changing yourself through pharmaceuticals and whatnot is very interesting
1: yeah it looks like it I'm on the website right now the outerline.com we'll make sure to link that on the um breadcrumbs on the website the slowridepodcast.com if you are looking for it all right we also want to um do my best of the week and you know they just started announcing the tour teams and the best news of the week is that ted king made the tour to france team for cannondale so now i don't have to have my twitter feed completely blocked with let ted king ride tweets (laughs) hashtag activism and you know i'm really excited like he seems like a great dude and i love his uh you know like his kind of persona but holy crap that like boondoggle last year and how twitter just went ape over the fact that he was uh you know time cut even though he was dropped in the team time trial um after crashing the day before was was pretty hilarious and so i'm really stoked that he's on the team he can make up for it but selfishly most of that just has to do with because i don't want to hear people whine about him not being on the team it's a good reason. <laughs> so, Ted King, good luck. So, we'll come right back with the worst in the week of cycling and cycling culture.
0: All right,
1: we're back with the worst of the week in cycling. The segment brought to you by Hogan's Biscuits, that cat made taste you can trust. Gentlemen, I'll get the start. I had the privilege yesterday of uh, meeting. Mo Bruno Roy, a multi-national champion and just really good pro cyclocross bike racer here in Boston. And what was really nice about her was that she was pretty normal and very friendly even to a schmuck like myself that is not very fast. And that got me thinking that nothing makes me more angry than people that don't wave to you while cycling or just show you decency. And yeah. the other day when I got to ride with um, Adam Meyerson with uh, Spencer, a lady in front of us, her water bottle dropped out of her cage, like on accident, and Meyerson stopped to pick up the bottle and hand it to her. And it was like, you know, here's two people that I've come across here in Boston that are pro way faster than us, and they were taking the time to be like nice to the normal bike rider. But then when you see, like, the local Cat 2, Cat 3 superstar in your town, like, they can't even wave to you or even, like, acknowledge that you exist. <laughs> it's a very, like, interesting uh, juxtaposition. And that's really horrible. Like, if, if the pros and the top people in the world can be nice, you can be nice yeah. too.
2: <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. Like, it was it might impressive. make you faster. Maybe technically being nice makes you faster.
1: I know. It's like, it was... What do you I
3: think th- the uh, I think the the difference there is that your local your fast guy who's trying to come up and and be something like has this expectation that people should think he's awesome he or she and that a the pro cyclist that's been there and has been doing it for a few years and and everything like realizes that they should be very humbled and like appreciative that they get to ride bikes for a living you know like okay. That
1: uh, that it's it's a gift, not not something that they deserve. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and you definitely see that like almost entitlement feeling of like the cat twos and threes. I mean, as a shop owner, you kind of get that a little bit. Like when you hear stories of what people are getting and what their expectations are, and you're like, you know, you're a cat three. Like I don't know if that's really the value that that you're bringing to to the shop. Whereas like the pros, you're like, oh man, you know, you are bringing value, and you get that privilege of racing full time. And oh. so therefore you're going to be nicer. Okay, I can, I can definitely see that. But still that expectation that you don't need to do anything nice is what really frustrates me personally. It's like, come on. You know, he was <laughs> well, stopping I, I, the middle of his... I mean, I was putting the hammer down, <laughs> so like he was working really hard to catch me on that descent. And he still took time to <laughs> hand the water... Descent? I know. So, so the, I,
3: I think the wave ratio, though, uh, here in Boston, I was curious to see if it was better. I think it's about the same as Minneapolis, uh, which is
1: about one in three people will wave back to you. Yes. Um, I will say this, like, they will wave back to you if if you looked friendly, like, if you were in the drops, and, like, I'm trying to wave at the other person, they weren't going to wave, but if they were kind of, like, on their hybrid, like, oh, man, I'm just enjoying this wonderful weather, then there is more likely to be a wave. (laughs) Mm-hmm. so maybe like the effort ratio like maybe more people well, what's are the, yeah,
2: here. the the roadie to roadie wave ratio because I feel like it's like 10% in Minneapolis if you don't like specifically know them it's, so what... it's kind of this like I don't see you, I know you're on a rival team and I don't know who you are but I won't acknowledge you
1: alright so, so Spencer what's like the you know what's an expectation on waving you should do it <laughs> it's nice <laughs> So, little guy, what's your uh, worst of the week in uh, cycling?
2: Um, I kind of, I kind of think it's funny that they made all this stuff on cycling news how you should photograph David Miller in his last tour, and then he didn't make the tour team. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> oh, that's brutal. He has a cold. That, I guess. that so, seems
1: like a really lame excuse.
2: Funny reason. Uh, I Feel like they should have come up a long time ago. It seems it seems like with this uh, cruiser thing. Um, him getting pulled from the tour team and he's not yet suspended but it's just sort of in this weird limbo and it, it sounds like it's been going on for years and it, it's just a shame all this stuff always comes up right before the tour whether he's guilty or not um, it just should have been dealt with not in this week before the tour where it changes teams changes everything um, and it becomes a bunch of bad press it's it's almost like the sport tries to focus all their bad, bad press right to when most people are paying attention it doesn't make <laughs> any sense especially when something like this where it seems like they've been working with it long enough they could have got it dealt with
3: this is why gravel racing is popular (laughs) because there's no doping controls because who cares about all this stuff? you know what i mean like it's just yeah okay you know like all the people who don't follow cycling that closely are like yep everybody's doping
1: what's your worst of the week
3: i have a style complaint this week um it's it's a pet peeve of mine, I guess. It, um, and I, I just want to bring it up and see how you guys feel about it. See if you're on board. Um, I was uh, I was out to breakfast this morning at a little cafe. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a popular part of town. A lot of bike commuters. And people are popping in, you know, locking up their bikes, go in, order some food or something, and then they leave, get their coffee, whatever. Most of the commuters will, like, lock up their bike and lock up their helmet to the bike and come in or or at least carry their helmet in their hand but I would say about one out of every four or five just comes in, helmet still on, strapped on and everything uh, and walking around the store like and it just it kind of drives me crazy I don't know why but like if you're not on your bike then you shouldn't have your helmet on
1: Don't wear your helmet inside, according to Spencer Howe
3: I mean, unless you're afraid
1: that you're going to fall down you shouldn't be wearing a helmet. Ooh, he's is mopping. It? So, when is it's it a, a, is it ever okay to wear a helmet inside? Well, see, I give a
3: little bit of leeway to a, a full like red spandex guy, and maybe that's a personal bias, but like I feel like that's part of the uniform, you know. Okay. Um,
1: what about like a and bike maybe career? it's okay?
2: Yeah, yeah. What what about the context? Because I don't take my helmet off all day at work because cause it just adds. You know, there's times when well, you're right. just popping in somewhere, and there's no point. And I understand if I'm gonna stop
3: popping at in cafe, is one thing, you know, a but like walking, but around, if I'm running in still, a walking around Trader Joe's for half an hour with your helmet on, you look crazy, right? You're not giving us a good name. Yeah. Like we're trying to get bike lanes and funding
1: and stuff, and everybody's like, they're all wing nuts. Look at that guy, and you're like, yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> so I will
1: mean, give you that. See, then I equate this helmet thing to also then don't buy look pedals because it makes you look like you're walking around like a penguin because you're like yes. ooh, you know like that's like the worst thing ever like just stick with time or even you're shimano sure. but like those look pedals like with the your feet are at a 45 degree angle up <laughs> you know like people you, are walking around you like, can, can only
2: dirt. ride mountain shoes
1: no but like my time you can't time, ride, you can't no, ride my, road shoes my time my road shoes do not have the pronounced angle of look pedals like those yeah, things look, look
3: look cleats are really big
2: They are
1: big. Yeah, but they they make you walk like a penguin. That's more
2: positive power transfer, guys.
1: So, little guy, what pedal choice are you using?
2: I'm using, on my road bike, I have have some Miches, which are just looks, but with one little thing changed for copyright reasons, I'm assuming. So it's not... (laughs)
1: So do you walk like a penguin? I haven't seen you in road shoes because like you're always rocking the crank brother, you know, because they're always breaking on you. I, I don't. I, I, I no longer
2: game. have the crank brothers. They are gone. They're dead to me. I threw them away so I wouldn't be tempted.
1: Thank God. So what do you use? Oh
2: Can I say the Shimano's are so much better?
1: Oh my God! Wait till you try Atax. Time Atax. Yeah. I'm never gonna try the Atax
2: because I don't like riding around with turds hooked to the end of my pedals <laughs> or to my cranks. They look like turds. They're so ugly.
1: Wow. Um...
3: Well. come
2: on the Shimano's look so much better they're all like machined in metal and like they look like transformers and and the Time's just like like little plastic turds. <laughs> um.
1: All right and with that we'll be back with the Tour de France preview on the slowridepodcast.com. <laughs>
0: Pédalage et défonçage sont les mamelles du Tour de France, alors il se défonce car la ligne
1: est All right, gentlemen, we are back on Saturday. The Tour de France starts in Britain. Lots of discussion, but once again, a quick reminder, we do have a Velo Games Fantasy League. Just go to our website, you can get the code. Three people have already entered in the first 30 minutes, including Lantern Rouge of the Giro d'Italia Gafsa, who changed his name from Team Gentoo to Pew 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 to avoid detection from the authorities. We will see how they do. So, lots of big news this morning. The biggest by far is that David Miller had not been included in the Garmin team for a start in Britain. And then also Bradley Wiggins not making the sky. Not as much of a surprise, but that is too... Well-known British cyclists not even starting the Tour de France in Britain. Anything uh, you guys need to add to that, or should we just get to the uh, fact that Pizzotto didn't make the Tour team?
2: No, that's good. Uh, Volkler made the Tour team, though. That was good. I was, I was a little worried. So Thomas Volkler,
1: the French hope, made it for F, uh, Europe Car. So, but let's let's get to this Miller thing. Are you guys surprised that Miller didn't make it? Because to me, it seems a little shady that he didn't make it that it's his last ever tour. He is definitely a fan favorite, but maybe... Shady. Well, yeah. It, it Back in the day, they used to do this type of thing, and then there would be like three weeks later like, oh, so-and-so got busted for dope. And as much as I like to believe that he's clean, this is a guy that lied to us for years um, mm. and has been busted before. And so some of it seems a little shady to me. Like maybe there's an adverse analytical finding that the excuse being provided seems a little lame. Like, oh, I'm sick. You're David Miller. You're the star of the team when the race is in Britain.
3: Yeah, and he's not, like, it's the team saying he's sick, and he's like, no, dude, I'm good. (laughs) Like, I was sick last week, and I had a crappy race at Nationals, but I'm good now, and, you know, so. Well, maybe 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 some There's some internal team drama popping up in the media. uh, I know,
1: just – But speaking of swan songs, it was announced that Chris Horner made the Lamprey team. So we get to see the smiling face of uh, Chris Horner in the pink and blue. I wonder how much he had to personally pay to get that tour ride. Here's the Vuelta winner, the Tour of Spain from last year. And he couldn't even find a team until the last minute. And then he had that horrible car accident. Um, So, I mean, who would you guys rather take on your team? David Miller or Chris Horner?
2: I'd take Horner any day, man.
1: Really? So because you... Horner yeah. will Horner
2: will either crash out spectacularly, like an amazing crash where you people will think he'll be dead, and then two days later there'll be a picture of him <laughs> eating McDonald's and he's fine. And and then, now that's plenty of press right there. Or he'll he'll be the oldest person ever to do something, and that's guaranteed press. You know, uh, okay. he'll be the oldest guy Didn't ever to that. like to like win a sprint, or he'll be the oldest guy ever to like hip a nineteen-year-old Colombian on top of a mountain for a point or something—it'll just be insane. Everyone in the race could be his kid. It's fun. Miller, Wonder,
3: like, Miller shouldn't have been riding a tour since two thousand four when he got popped. He should never been. I know. There. But, Back but, but I don't know why it's a ma- good guy story. You know, like the heartwarming. Like get out of here. Like well, he's just like Lance or Hincappy or anybody else, man. Like look at Sky. Like Wiggins is obviously on very very good form. Won the tour before, he's an excellent racer, and he's not
1: even making the cut. That's what I'm saying. So if he was on Europe, car, like, they'd be like, oh, let me Do everything. No, that's he's bearded wiggle he right now. Deferred. Bearded wiggle is, bearded
3: wigo is awesome. Wiggle shaved wiggle is the jerk. Ah, bearded
2: so, wiggle, he he's currently still didn't bearded, and that his means
3: money. he's a nice guy.
1: Wait, what? What money are no, you talking about? He didn't guy?
2: pay for. From- he didn't pay the whole drama about how why they're not friends he like didn't pay from his tour bonuses two years ago for a long time and then they started hating each other and I mean there's a million reasons those guys don't like each other but the I mean the point is if you're not going to talk to a guy and then and then you expect to be on the tour team I think I think a lot of that's on huh. him. I mean it's a lot of it's obviously on the team management should just make them talk and get when over it has like has
3: a non- when has a Grand Tour winner not been on the team then, like two years later? Has that he ever decided
2: happened? to not come back. He decided to not do the tour last year. He could have said, I want the tour, and they would have had to give him the tour last year, but he said, No, I want the Jill. He left the door open. He I... left to his own ruin. You know? So you're he saying he really that this could is have sweet. been like, I want the tour and they would have had to have been like fine Froome would be doing the Giro and the Volta for the next 3 years if Wiggins had said he wanted the tour exclusively but he didn't he left the door open and now he's getting kicked on the road but it's his own doing
1: all right so let's let's quit talking about Wigo he's not on the tour so gentlemen the biggest question that everyone has who will have a higher placed racer NetApp and I am cycling or the Breton Sick Environment team. Which of the three wild cards will have the highest placed racer?
2: I think it's uh it's Koenig from uh NetApp. NetApp.
1: Yeah, but... NetApp will for sure get the I think that they even have a top 15 tour uh, yep. GC guy in that team whereas the, yeah. the the environment team even though they have cool kits, the only thing they really have going for them are the Falou brothers. Bryce oh, and Roman. Oh god.
3: Those guys That's... are flashing the pans from five
1: years ago. I into. love
2: I love the French. One win and that guy has got a contract for life.
1: So oh So Spencer, which one of the three teams so, will, will have a better tour of the wild cards?
3: So here's the thing. Uh I am is obviously they're going there for stage wins, right? Like they don't really have a, a chance and hope for a top ten G C or anything. Um and they'll probably do well. But I think NetApp will win maybe two Sort of Healy stages and and again Koning is he's a good dude like he's gonna be you know top he'll probably be right around hovering around the top ten. All right. And he'll be he's he's always that guy when the when the leaders you know kind of separate on the mountain stage of the summit finish and you're like oh there's Nibali and there's Froome and there's Contador and there who's that guy and then there's a couple other big stars <laughs> that guy that you don't recognize is always Koning.
1: Who's gonna win this tour? Is it is it? Definitely a Froom to win, and everyone else. Or do you think that this talk of Contador and the Tinkoff army is uh, legit? Mm, right. No,
2: I mean I think so, Contador's screwed now that kruisiger has gone. So it's gonna
1: be sad. I think. So, so you think Contador's so, done? It's all Froom, and that's. Well, it. I mean, he think he'll make
2: a challenge, but I think he doesn't have as strong a team anymore. I and mean, what was Kruisiger last year? Was like sixth or fifth while working for Contador. The whole time, you know. So, I mean, that's a that's a big asset to lose, a guy that can finish that well on a grand tour while right. you know, totally voting and himself.
3: Here's the thing. Contador well, uh Contador's on Saxo Bank and Olag, the offer the owner of Saxo Bank, he all he wants to do is win. And he will stop at nothing and he'll pay the money and he will there will be other teams working for Saxo, for Contador. Against Fruman's guy, like there's. uh,
2: It's true. It is transfer season.
3: You know, and if Sagan's supposedly coming across, like there's these guys that are like they've already signed on the dotted line, and they're going to be on Saxo announced. You know, uh, August first when they when they officially can announce, like they're going to be you know throwing helping hands. So I don't think Contador's as bad off as it looks on paper. Well, I think Contador will win. Shroom's the bad guy, Contador's the good okay. guy, he's the underdog now, and uh, everybody is going to want to give him a help in
1: the can I change be. what I
2: wanted to say?
3: Yes,
1: <laughs> Just
2: looking at the start list, and I see that uh, Gadre is riding. Oh so my god, okay,
1: so no one John even Gadre. knows what team he's on, it doesn't matter.
2: He's on Movistar. True.
1: He's supposedly going to be there to work for
2: Valverde, but we all know Valverde has that one bad day, and that's when Gad race.
1: Usually the day is when he falls off the switchback. It's definitely a Froome versus Contador tour. Contador for some reason is our underdog and Spencer's talking about David Miller not being allowed in, and then here you have Mr. Steak Eater himself. Contador who's been suspended and had a Tour de France stripped from his uh, his resume. Cheering for him, mm-hmm. but I will not point out any more um, hypocrisy? Let's talk about Andrew Talansky. Will he be the yep. highest-placed American racer, or will it be um, Garmin Sharp's very own? Uh, or I'm sorry, not Talansky. Will it be uh, T.J. Van Garderen of BMC? Which one will be the higher-placed American racer? Talansky. I, I totally agree. I think it's going to be Talansky. <clears throat> I, do you think Talansky can threaten for the podium?
2: No. I think he can threaten for, you know, maybe seventh or something.
1: Do so you think he'll beat Horner?
2: Ooh, that's, I mean, a Horner, it's all or nothing. You know, it's it's either fractured hip and punctured lung and brain damage or podium, I think.
3: And what
1: about you, yeah. uh, Spencer? Highest-placed American.
3: I, I actually don't think Talansky will do that well in the tour. Okay. Um, but he's riding for Garmin, and he's their guy, which means he'll finish fourth. <laughs> he was he ten, he was
2: tenth last year right
3: yeah yeah so We're, and I,
2: I, I didn't, we didn't even think about him and he's riding well now enough that he's on the radar and people are like wow talking yeah. about him I think I think he's gonna be a little better though like looking yeah. through this start list man there's a, there's a lot of good guys showing up for this tour you know right, despite so, being a Froome yeah. Contador talk there's I, a lot of good as far riders.
3: as top American goes though uh, TJ will probably be top American okay. my. Uh, you know my brain says tj my heart says horner and uh and you know past performances says garmin will have a guy in fourth and since so they're t- top t- american dan martin will not be in the race that will
1: be andrew Talansky. so let's get to the next question as we go through these rapid fire will ted king finish the tour de france or will he be time cut finish finish spencer yeah he'll finish he's I... got something to prove I think he will finish. I, I think that he definitely has something uh, to prove as well. Highest place Frenchman, little guy,
2: Jean Gaudre, Jean Gaudre, or, or Christophe Pernard. It's probably Pernard. Let's let's stay with him.
1: Really? All right, Spencer, Pierre, Pierre Roland. Yeah, disappointment. So you, yeah. so you think who is your top place Frenchman, Spencer?
3: I think I've got it in for Pinot this year. I think okay. FDJ is on a
1: on a mission to win. So speaking of uh, FDJ. What they had like twenty three riders at the French national championships on Sunday and of course Twenty six And then that leads yeah. to uh some of you know a lot of these questions that I'm asking have to do with the old roller derby dot com or, you know, rest in peace, favorite fantasy cycling um game. And that gets to the next question. Uh will there be a livestock or animal related crash at the Tour de France? Will there be a dog off its leash? That crashes everyone out or will this be a um, totally safe tour no there'll be a dog crash there's always a dog crash dog crash all right Spencer
3: yeah I think we've gone a couple years without any
1: livestock incidents so uh, we're definitely do definitely do which Schleck brother will place higher and as a caveat will there be tears about which one it is so if it's frank will andy be very angry or vice versa Ooh. well I, it's
2: hard to say place higher because they're both neither of them will finish the race but i think <laughs> andy will make it farther because frank will break a collarbone stage 4 or 5 andy will make it to like stage 8 he'll be like 114th overall but then he'll drop out well, um, saying just... oh it was just too hard so he'll place higher
1: okay Uh, Spencer, which one? Which one will do better, Andy or Frank? Uh,
3: It's got to be Frank. He's got a little more... He's got, like, 2% more
1: hard man status, um, which puts him in about 3% total. Will there be a Tour de France yellow jersey leader that will not wear a completely matching all-yellow kit? Mainly, will we see an AG2R leader with brown shorts and a yellow jersey?
2: Ooh, yeah, sure, why not? Let's say so. Yes. so you think Let's there'll be a
1: team that will be like, you know, we're not going with, we're gonna keep the bibs that we run every day. We're not going all full yellow.
2: Yeah, you know, I bet yeah. if if uh, Dumar from FDJ wins, um, he won't go full yellow because he also has the tricolor, you know. So they'll have to somehow integrate the yellow and the French national kit together so that you can know, you know, that everyone in France knows this is like the ultimate dream French national champ in the jersey, you know. So, yellow right shorts, French on top or something.
1: Will uh, Will Mark Cavendish wear the yellow jersey in um, Britain? No. You don't think he'll win that first stage?
2: No. Is it Kittle racing?
1: Yeah, Kittle's yeah, racing. Yeah, Kittle's
2: racing. Yeah, Kittle Kittle beat Cavendish. Really? He's he's got German power. He's probably yeah. he's probably doing oxygen therapy right now and eating an ice cream cone. He's gonna beat Have Cavendish. You seen Cavendish. Cavendish, Cavendish is just is... eating an ice cream cone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> true, 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 true. Thank you for uh, counteracting that. i excited about this tour because there's only one time trial. I would really like to see a, t- a tour to France some year that has zero time trials and zero time bonuses.
3: Yeah. Best dressed in the
1: tour, guaranteed, going to be Nibali. He's got really? the
3: proper Italian national championship now. He's going to look amazing. He's going to come out with yeah. some special edition shoes and helmet and bike. And You know if anybody's going all the way, it's going to be the Italian national be, champ. Yeah. I'm excited to see yeah. how this comes out.
2: I hope he has like a campy group that has the like they they redo the campy super record group in all like Italian flags and stuff on all like the parts like on the levers <laughs> or something. That sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, I, I am interested. So, so, here's a
3: question too. Actually, I'm going to cut you off and uh, get mm-hmm. back to this Miller thing. Do you think uh, Miller will stage like a, a press protest? Like, will he? follow the tour like an hour behind like ride the whole thing just to show that he could kind of thing. Ooh. Do you think he'll pull some kind of stunt like that?
1: Like the old rock racing uh when they didn't yeah. get allowed yeah. into the tour of California and they were like oh we're going to do our own race. Exactly. Uh, huh you know that's exactly. a very good question. Like that's you know is Miller willing to really go out on the sword because here's what he can't do. Is it like Garmin was the one that gave him a chance again and yeah. you know he can't really burn that bridge completely. You can so, kind of burn it. Isn't he a part-owner of the team? Which is really strange, isn't it? That he's the part-owner of the team and didn't get put on and they can't get their press releases matched up. But I don't know. I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to be a consummate professional and just complain a little bit and then be like, Lauders made the, <laughs> the best choice. Consummate
2: yeah. professional and complain a little. There's a certain amount of complaining that's allowed yes. as a professional. Yeah, it's it's true. You gotta you gotta post something on your Facebook and then pull it off the next day. That's pro.
1: Thank you for listening to the Slow Ride podcast. And next week we will join you um, with a roundup of the first few days of the Tour de France. Join our fantasy league and leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Have a
0: great day. Alors que le peloton n'est plus qu'un souvenir, le glas des premiers abandons résonne dans la montagne. Face à l'effort, ceux qui ont le coup de pédale moins rageur donnent l'impression de reculer, de s'effacer, de disparaître.
2: Fuck.
1: Do, 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 do. there's
2: like break music playing right now
3: well, Timmy's gonna get mad because I moved and my microphone will be in a different place and Tim's looking do. at corn. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ
2: not even recording the podcast he's just oh like oh my god